Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. week again. We should have rehearsed that <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. Stace and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table, something we're thinking but not saying. Coming up this app. It went on the radio that I decided not, I had made the decision not to have children, you know what I mean? Instead of it not, not being able to have children, you know what I mean? Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Just sipping on our uh, peppermint tea over here. It's getting wild for a Friday. Wow, wow. We'll have wow. Some, we'll, uh, steal some of Husey's kombucha soon. Well, I went to crazy. go drink one because there was been two whole cases left out in um, at work, and I went to grab one to crack it open the other day, and someone goes, "No, no, no, you can't unless it's refrigerated because it's what is it? There's live cultures Ferment, fermented <laughs> duffer. What does that mean? So it's like yogurt? No, it sits, it ferments, like it cooks itself, basically. Have you not ever made sauerkraut? You've seen sauerkraut, all those things. It's ferments. It's like I don't know what that means, though. Oh, well, I haven't. Maybe look like this particular guest yeah, will be able to. I'm about to give it away. No, this guest would definitely be able to fill us yeah, in. Well, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. No, she. Yeah, part of the book I've read. I did some recipes. You know that cell that I had this week was yeah. one of her recipes. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Well, let's get straight into it. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, we are two uh, chicks that talk thoughts. We're thinking but not saying on our podcast. And uh, every single night on a national night show across the country on the Kiss Network and mix in some some states uh, from 7 p.m. And you can find us at thethinkergirls.com.au. But this particular guest, wow, is um, is someone that we've, yeah, we've been really trying hard to get because I think it's like, is just such an fascinating story. But when you see someone that is so successful but f- still feels so approachable yeah. and so mm-hmm. taught, like just so talkative and bubbly, almost like a bit of a ray of sunshine, you know that that's going to be a great episode. Absolutely. And so that's why we thought she'd be the perfect guest. She is the founder and chief creative officer of Lorna Jane Active Wear. She's the author of so many books, um, The Fit Woman's Cookbook, Inspired, Move, Nourish, Believe, um, and more of The Fit Woman's Secrets, um, which is the one that you've been working from. Um, I was turning a microphone on. I, I've been reading the Fit Woman's Cookbook for all the recipes, but I have read my housemate gave me years back, Move, Nourish, Believe, which was a lot about her story and entrepreneurial side, which I found super fascinating. There are now t- over 200 Lorna Jane stores across Australia and in the United States. We would love to welcome Girl. the one and only Lorna Jane to the show. Hi. How are you? See, <laughs> that was I, a great intro. I was really impressed with myself. Oh, <laughs> so you bloody should be. And it's true, the ray of sunshine. I've rest my the, case. Even <laughs> the way you said hello, like my life just feels bright. <laughs> <laughs> and this studio is dark. It's yeah. black, completely yeah. black with one little peephole window. Yeah. Um, oh, no, we have to get that. We'll knock a hole in the wall. Yeah, I don't know. We have to ask Carl Sandland to do that shit. We're not We're not high flies around here, Lorna. Can you, can you zhuzh <laughs> up yeah. the place? With, I'm uh, a bit scared of him. I, I think I'll take that back. 
Um, but it's so lovely to have you. Let's get straight into the show. We uh, each bring a gem to the table, a thought we're thinking but not saying. Philip the Duck will rein us in to make sure that we stick to time so when he quacks away, we've got to move on to the next topic. Um, but let's do a contents, a really quick headline of each of our gems to give everybody an idea of what they can expect for the next next half an hour or so. Um, I want to bring to the table, oh God, what was my gem today? Oh, about how um, showing uh, vulnerability and being truthful um, really comes back around because in a way it's allowed other people, in particular my family members, to really step up and be there because mm. I've realised that not doing that I was pushing them away. Mm. Mm. Yay, girl. Um, mine is that gay's approach to sex and relationships is probably, well, it seems like it's on the money and that we actually should all be taking note. Very good. I'm yeah. so interested yeah. to hear about that. Yeah. TBH. Yeah. Um, Lorna, okay. what do you what do you want to My bring? turn. Okay, so um, I'd like to bring to the table to ban negativity because I just feel that the world would be. I know it sounds cliche, but the world would be such a better place if we were more positive and encouraging of each other. I mean, when was the last time that you heard someone whisper some positive? gossip to you about someone you know I just feel like if we ban negativity the world will be such a better place to live in let's crack into that yeah. but on that note it's so interesting because I kind of ban as much gossip as I can or you know you do, bitchy yeah. behavior in mm. my life but it's funny because you do that and then and then you forget to add the positivity do you know what I mean so then mm. you you may ban that part as a first step but then to actually then act on positivity is another step the two don't actually live together yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, you, uh, so maybe it needs to be um, no negativity, more positivity. You yeah, know? and yeah. actually using the positivity it. as yeah. an action because I think I banned the negative and then when you said that I went, I think I'm halfway there but I think there's another step to take to follow that through. Because how many times have you been, you know, someone's been talking to you at work and, someone, and, and someone's in front of you and they look amazing and you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, she looks amazing today or, or this person makes me really happy and then you forget to tell them. Exactly. Yeah, it's you so true. It is, it is exactly. so true. It must be the way that that we are conditioned where you you often are very vocal. Like if you're in a if you're in a restaurant, you'll often, you know, you'll hear people complaining or saying what they don't like or they didn't like as opposed to going, That was really nice or thank oh, that, you so much for that. That, that is or, one thing I do do. We were out the other night and there was that remember that amazing waitress I told you and then I got her manager over and said, I just wanted to let you know that Minnie was incredible. Oh, that's so and, lovely. And oh, no, you was, did tell me that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Me. yeah, yeah. Was, and they were just, he was just looking at me like, <laughs> I think it does well, happen though. He didn't look meaning. that shocked. I think it does happen in those ex- examples when people are running off tips or you're having kind of a one-on-one scenario with those jobs. I always make sure that I do it after classes, like a yoga class or a fitness class, if I've really enjoyed it. A lot of the time I just kind of walk out because I'm like, oh, well, they know they're, they're good at what they do. Or someone, someone, someone else will say it on my behalf. They'll say that was great. Thank you. They probably won't. But now I'll always look in the eye and say, that was really exactly what I needed thank you thank you very much for that and they're mm. like oh every time like mm. it means something of course it does but I think that's a big mistake that we make I think when people are really good or seem to be really confident or have achieved a lot we then forget to give them compliments because maybe we don't think that they need them but we it is... all need compliments we all need reassurance that we're on the right track we all need a boost every day but I think it's the ones like I know like 
my family will say to me, oh, you, you know, you must get so many comments and you're good at this and you're good at that. And I feel like I never get a compliment. Yeah. No one ever gives me a compliment. I don't get you that know? many. But I, feel, I have found the more successful that you are, and you'd be able to speak to this, Lorna, having, you know, basically smashed life. The, have you found the more successful <laughs> you are, the less people are kind of willing to give up those compliments? Like back in the day when you first started, that was like, oh, my God, what you're doing is amazing. You're smashing it. But then now being the, you know, the – the, the matron um, of active work. Yeah, basically, <laughs> in this country and many others. Like, do you feel as though that's less based on your success? You know, um, we were talking about this the other day at work because I feel like magazines in particular, they want to talk about the up and coming and maybe that's um, what their readers want, you know, so that's fair enough. But I also like, you know, and I don't want to be cliche either, but this there is definitely Paul Poppy syndrome. In Australia, so sometimes I think you know they'll, they'll back you, they'll back you, they'll back you. But when you get to a certain height, mm. then people want to hear the things that you're not doing, or they want to start mm. gossiping about you. And and I've been through that, and it, it can be really difficult, and you know, undeserving, I'd say. Mm. That's funny, mm. isn't it? I mm. think as well, it's it's a, an interesting one. I think. I often um, will – I'm very happy to put out what I think my strengths are. Like I'll be kind of like, yeah, I'm very good at that. You know, this, this, and this. Or, of course, this is my – you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I think that also gives you – it does take care of it for other people and it is a little bit of a controlling thing as well on the other flip side because I think I might get it out there in case people don't. Oh, yeah, okay. Like you need to prove your worth Maybe. to them. I don't know. I just thought of that then. I was thinking, oh, people do give me compliments, but it's more thank you for helping me. It's not like you are really good at this. You're, mm. You are really good at giving advice or mm. you're quite wise or you're this. It's always thank you, thank like, you know, kind of from the other side of it. It's weird. And I think often because I am a bit of an advice giver in that context, people are feeling very vulnerable. So people never want to really act like they needed you more than they did. So mm. they're always very much like, thank you, that, that's been amazing, rather than say what you're doing there or how you've helped me is a real credit to who you are. You know, mm. something like it's that yeah. part is never given. So it's quite interesting from that perspective, because I, I reckon I live in a bit of a unique place like that. Because that, I think that feeds back into that, well, you would already know. You're already pretty good at this, so I don't need to tell you. Because... And people probably have a right to think that because I often will be happy to say it. But mm. it's like the more the more you work on yourself, the more work you've done, like the more happy you are, the more work you've probably done as mm. well. So it's like if anybody deserves a pat on the back, it's the people that are the happiest to some degree. Mm. Do you feel like, Lorna, speaking of negativity, I know there are a lot of people that are like, us, oh, you know, social media, it's the most negative time we've ever lived in. Like are you feeling that or are you just feeling like it's more visible and how does that affect your day-to-day and, and, and your business? Um, I think it comes in ways. I, I feel from my personal experience – Day to day, there is really no negativity. I mean, I think people that follow your brand really love your brand, and they love you, and they and they're interested we in what you do. We find that too. We, you know, mm. we kind of we wait. It was like we were waiting because we're obviously not as big, but you know, we. I, I hope that that's the case as we grow because I mm. keep thinking, oh, maybe it's because we're still not cracking that huge, that mega mega following, but. At the same time, I also believe that it might not because we don't really allow it. Like if there's any kind of crap, they're out. Like it's not, yeah. Yeah, it's like don't use my platform for that. You know, if you want to talk like that or bring negativity to the table, then go and do it on your own platform. Don't bring it on your mind. Gotcha. And be really open and honest about it. Maybe I I think my thoughts on that is that 
It's when someone else says something and then the conversation starts on their platform that it can then leak onto your platform. Yeah, and have right. you, so sometimes it needs um, like a mediator. So it has, has to be like the press or someone saying something scandalous and then people starting to ride with it and then it can start to come back onto yours. But they're not really people who love and follow your brand. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how, how do you go with negative? I mean, you sound to be like a very naturally positive person. Is that something that you find is an effort every day or is have you always been a really sunny side up kind of gal? Or how, how do you, how are you um, in that space where you're constantly looking at the good things in life as opposed to the bad? You, you know, I am. I, I often, one of my catch cries that I say around the corridors here is, you know, positivity is my superpower. And I am so fortunate that I do have that natural tendency. You know, I just, if you come to me with a problem or you're telling me something that's happened to you, I automatically either want to make you feel good or I want to fix it for you or come up with a solution. And I'm like that in my own life as well. So I just... Has that ever played against you, Lorna? Because I know that Mm. a few months ago I had a bit of an adrenal fatigue and a bit of burnout and I think I kept putting a positive spin on everything and sometimes that hadn't – I look back now and think that that wasn't actually working in my favour in that example. Has it ever come back where you've gone, actually, no, I've I've, I've, um, prettied that up and I shouldn't have? Um, oh yeah, I don't believe in, in talking up your business or talking up your life or pretending that things are great when they're not. Am I being ducked off or something? Oh, no, keep going. No, ducked no, off. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've never heard that one before, but yes, that is Philip. I think you've got to be, re- hi Philip. Uh, you've got to be realistic. Like, you know, so sometimes that positivity is just breathe through it. You're going to have to live through this for a couple of days and then let's get back. Yeah. On okay. So you okay. have to be yeah. realistic. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. So positivity is also the be- the best positive option in that situation. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that everything's going to be that you're skewing absolutely it to not fine. accept yeah. the reality. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you just have to let it flow over you. You have to feel the pain, know that it's going to last for however long, and then just have a plan for afterwards, you know? But that's good to know because that's positive in itself. I think a lot of people think that positivity is that you're, you know, constantly in that grateful, happy, upbeat stage where positivity could just be the best of that situation, you know. It does, yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting yeah. point. Mm. That's really mm. interesting. Mm. Reckon the girls are over sharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today on 
chat. Um, I'm going to have a go yeah. and talk about the fact that I think um, we could learn a lot from gays in the way that, and I'm talking about particularly gay men from my experience because I just happen to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of, um, I, I, I guess it could lend to to more women as well. I'm just I'm just not 100% versed in in that kind of world but and the way that those relationships roll through. But in terms of gay men, I have a stack of mates. Mm-hmm. And so I've watched them, watched their lives, socialise with heaps um, of their friends and vice versa and watch the way that they address and approach relationships and sex. And it's funny because as we uh, very, very soon hope that this is all equal and there's no longer a conversation across the country of mm-hmm. what your sexuality uh, means in terms of equality, um, it's interesting though that the path that they've had to take where they have always felt unequal, yeah. in some ways I feel has given them the opportunity to make their own rules when it comes to relationships. And I'm going back to the, th- the fact that we kind of have a fairly cookie-cutter approach when it comes to heterosexual relationships. You get together, you stay together for a long time. If then you think that it's long enough to lock it down, you get married and then you aim to be together forever. Yeah, that's and you're pretty exclusive. Much, yeah. That's the consensus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exclusivity. It's yeah. not everywhere, yeah. but it is most, mostly yeah. everywhere. Totally. Whereas I just am starting to really stand back and, you know, there's a couple of mates of mine that are in an open relationship. There's other friends that know for sure that they're not having kids. There's other, you know, um, friends that are open at this particular time of the year when one's in town um, for six months and then mm-hmm. the other one, mm-hmm. the other six months, uh, he's away. So they are open then um, and they make it work. Uh, There is, you know, openness to, I guess, different scenarios. And when I say cheating and those kinds of things, there seems to be a little bit more of an openness because the rules of the way a relationship should be are gone. They're not there the way they are with heterosexual couples. Even Mm. the fact that they'll call blowjob sex do you know what I mean? And we, it has to all be, sex is one way for us. It's got to yeah. be this. Whereas there's this openness for them. They're like, yeah, blowies, you know, you do this, you do that. You're either doing penetration or not. But it all comes under a sexual experience. Therefore, they've got all of these options. We have so many fucking rules mm. that it's like, I think it's stunting us from creating our own life and creating the way that we want to live. In a lot of ways, it sounds a lot more mature. Like if you can come it to the, if you can come to the table and go, you know what? Like I want to be exclusive at this particular time, but then when we're apart, I reckon that that's pretty fair game. Do you feel comfortable at that? Because that in itself is a very mature, um, consider and very considerate way to be. If you're coming together and then having a conversation about what you want and what that other person well, wants, and then working from there, not just well, we're together now, so we can't have sex with anybody two, else. Look, and two parts to that, you know, obviously the part of having an unconventional style relationship is always Mm -hmm. going to be challenging. But the second part to that is communication. Mm. So the fact that you are open enough and, and feel trusting enough to have those conversations is something incredibly liberating that I feel like a lot of heterosexual couples do not have. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I I would, I argue that I think um, heterosexual relationships are changing because I've got friends that have open relationships and travel a lot and, and, and have agreements, and, and that's a heterosexual relationship as well. So maybe there's just, 
I just I think maybe we're trying to put heterosexual relationships into one basket. You know, I know there was a lot of controversy even when I was it went on the radio that I had decided not I had made the decision not to have children, you know what I mean, instead of it not not being able to have children, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think people like to talk about it when you make a different decision to what normal people but that's kind of that, that's kind of my point. And whilst heterosexuals may be moving towards that, I do feel like the way that it's worked with the gays, they've kind of had that openness to create it how they want. And by no fucking means, if anyone listens to the show, you maybe you're listening to the first time. So let me please clarify: mm. I am not thinking that homosexuals or gay people have had it easy. That's no. not what I am no. saying. <laughs> and we are very, very, very big advocates for fucking equality a lot across the board. Like it's just it goes without saying. But you may be a new listener, so let me just clarify that. Um, but my point is, it, it look you can look and analyze a few things and look at the way that my friends have got there, and and I just wish that there had have been that openness when we were starting to craft and imagine and dream about what pictures looked like for us when we were younger, that it could be anything. And they had to work pretty hard to get to that point, you know, because yeah. obviously you need yeah. to go through mm. a lot of fucking, you know, self-development and also just complete, you know, self-hatred for a really long time. You have to work through that. But when you come out the other side, um, they've got, they they have created a lot of a lot of different approaches to things that I think we haven't. I think a lot of it has to do with time, though. Like if you're looking at, you know, the um, symbolism and traditionalism, you know, of a man and a woman and marriage, and like there's a lot more um, history, so therefore a lot more pressure. Not, though, don't you not, think there were gay relationships back in the 15th century? People just hid them. No, but no, I mean as open and as open to society to comment and say what is right and say what is wrong like in terms of um and I think that in a way builds pressure to then uh, the people outside of the relationship even if that works for the two people in it to be able to say well that's not right or that's not right or you've got to do it this but way that's exactly what I'm saying it's 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 really important to be able to look around and look at the options but maybe it's because I'm um, in a heterosexual relationship it was all planned out for them they didn't you know we don't really have to make a decision whereas as a gay person, you have to, you know, go through that difficult time. You have to think about what you really want and what's at risk and, and all that sort of thing. And then you think to yourself, well, what do I really want? So maybe they've gone through that thought process of taking it to the next level to actually say, well, in a relationship, I want this because they can sort of set their own rules. Hence the le- the lesson that we can have yeah. from them. That's exactly yeah. what, exactly. Mm. And I completely mm. agree. Is that well, it's so easy for, for heterosexual people just to fall into the rule book. That's right. That's the thing. I think think about what they really I want. I think because it's more known, heterosexuality. So you can have parents or grandparents or family members go, well, no, that's not but the way like you are. it's like with everything. You just follow. People fucking yep. follow. It's yeah. everything in life. It's, it's depressing. Um, everything yeah you just give a fuck about your own life like wake up and ask mm. yourself the questions mm. because think, what do i want to do with my life 110 percent, and it yeah it's just one of those observations that i've had that when we move into and i'm looking at all these different colors of relationship i just went wow I, i'm really impressed by that and i mm. wish that there could have been and could be in the future more openings for heterosexual couples to approach things the same way. So rather than kind of going there's a right or a wrong or why we've done it and why we haven't, there's no better or worse. It's just more maybe we could learn a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You can learn from everybody. Mm. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Mm. 
You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Um, I want to bring to the table about the fact that the more vulnerability you show, the more people can step up and care for you. Um, because as I find myself going through um, a, a breakup of being with my man for a very long time, for eight and a half years, um, I found that my family, and in particular my parents, I've really, really struggled over the last couple of weeks to feel as though they are supporting me as much as I want and, and actually do need them to be supporting me. And I've asked myself a couple of questions recently as to, to why that is. And I think a lot of it is to do with the way that I have behaved and the way that I'm um, I've almost like dug myself a bit of a hole here, right? And then I'm at the bottom going, why isn't anybody helping me out? Because I think for a really long time, being the oldest of my family and everybody's like, oh, you're so career driven. You're so strong. You're so, you know, exactly what you want. You just kind of, you just go out there. Oh, well, you'll be right. She'll be right. You know? And I think in a lot of ways, yeah, maybe that is a little bit the case. Um, But then to counter that, I think there have been times where I've felt really down and especially in the last couple of weeks I felt really shit and quite depressed and and felt a little bit sorry for myself and and have been really grieving and then dad will call or mum will call and they'll say how are you and I'll lie I'll say yeah pretty good yeah I'm all right so I think in a way I've kind of played to that role that's partly been created you know by the by both them and us because I feel as though now there's this expectation that ah oh, well Christy will kind of get over it she'll be right she'll move on she'll be you know she's in control here I don't think people have expectation I think you create what they believe mm. yeah that's what I mean I think in a way that I've created that for myself because there have been so many times over the last few years and in particular I've noticed in the last few weeks where I I have lied and I have said that I'm okay and then I'll hang up the phone and I'll be like why didn't they really ask me when I said, yeah, I'm good? Why didn't they ask me again to say, but are you really? Or well, why... that's, what I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, do you have that automatic response to say, I'm okay? Because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, do they really want me to unload all this on them? Do they really, or do they just want me to say, yeah, I'm okay? Like, do you, are you trying to look after them? Oh, yeah. I think in a lot of ways, in particular with my mum. And I, Actually, I had the best conversation with her the other night, which was very uncomfortable and very hard. And I think it was only a couple of weeks ago on this podcast speaking about, you know, letting mum be a mum and letting parents step up and create that space where she can be an advice giver. But like all relationships though, and and I got this with vulnerability and learning how to be vulnerable with my man, was that he also had to be a person that stepped up to allow me to feel safe. Mm. So I think it is a, it, you've got to meet in the middle a bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It and it's, it's that role that you play in the family. Like what is your role in the family that you feel like you can't be vulnerable? Yeah, yeah it's I do. not all on you. Like yeah. you, might not, you might not be offering it to them, but also have they made, yeah, exactly. Like it's a two-way street. Like have they also given you um, the opportunity to be weak? Where you can fall on nah, them. Nah, in a lot of ways, no. Because I think I've been mm. I've been the oldest. I'm I'm the you know the helper or the fixer or the sometimes I feel <laughs> like a bit of the connector of the family, like checking in. Is everyone good? Is everyone, you know, to the point where it's just felt so heavy a lot of times. So I've had to step back from that and hey, I've been learning that. You everyone goes to you with their problems. So to, for that to be switched 
everyone feels uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable. They feel uncomfortable. They probably do want to help, but they just, oh, does she really yeah, want to? That's it? right. And then I, I actually... But you're like, the, I'm a bit like that with you. It's very hard to gauge when you need something. Yeah, I know. Very hard. I know. I know that. But I am trying to get better at at saying that, yeah, no, nah, I'm not okay. Or, yeah, I would really like that your help. Or I would really like to stay here. I, I would really like to do that with you without feeling this like, oh, God, they're going to be feeling so sorry for me. Like this, I've got this thing in the back of my mind that I'm like, I don't know, where I have to prove to everybody that I'm okay, even if I'm actually not. And I said this to mum the other day. I said, you know what, like... I think I feel like the last couple weeks have been so full on, like moved out of the apartment, staying at a friend's house and I was in a conversation with her the other day. She goes, oh, have you moved out? And I was, I felt so sad when I hung up because I was like, you didn't even know. Like I, you hadn't even been in contact with me to know what was going on in my life but I and think that for a made long time, me sad. But I think for a long time you focused on that she doesn't know and then you just left it. Yeah, it's that next step because I've been feeling that for a couple, yeah, for over years. Mm. And, I, and I had the best convo with her the other night and I said, I feel like I really want you to be there. I really want you to be my mum. I really want you to say, it's going to, you know what, it's going to be shit for a bit, but it's going to be all right. I've said, like, you've never actually even said that once. And then she said, yeah, but you never tell me how you really are. Or when I say you're all right, you just say, yeah, okay. And I really opened up about, you know, how I was really feeling bad. And I said, I hate that you just expect that I'll be okay. And then from that point, even in the last couple of days, even just little text messages here and there, like thinking of you, just letting you know that I am here if you ever need to talk. I'm like, I've never had, I've never felt that from her that I could just call and drop my, my problems on her. So in a way I've realized that, yeah, it is taking responsibility. If you do want somebody to step up and, and help you that you also need to be truthful about the fact that you need the help. And I and, do need the help. And taking away the weight of, you just said drop your problems. Like you are going through a breakup. You're not dropping your problems. Like I think we need to take off the weight of just mm. communicating with our loved ones. Mm. Um, because I just, I just think that by making it into these really, really big deals – by having conversations and sharing how you feel it just makes them bigger. You know, a lot of people put a lot of weight into, if I say this, I'm just offloading. Isn't that just it, a chat? Be interesting, yeah, it'd be interesting to know how your mum feels and what she would be saying to other people, like whether she's talking about how it's really nice to feel part of your life and that you're including her in your challenges. So like true. She wouldn't be thinking it about it no. dropping problems. So it'd be really interesting if your mum could tell us her side. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's really She um, would love it. We create, I, she yeah, would just we love it. Stories. We create these stories about what we think is happening and, and how things are looking and how other people are viewing us and quite often we've got it so wrong. And it's true. It's your stuff. Like even when I've said sleep over at any time, whatever, you're like, ah, oh, I just don't want to. I go, that's your stuff because actually mm. my cousin ran me two minutes ago and was like, I need to sleep over. I've got four people fucking staying in my house already. I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, we'll find a couch somewhere. That's how I roll. That's who I am. That's not different for you or anyone in my life, especially people as important to you. So you have to start seeing that that is you and the story, as Lorna said, that you're kind of telling yourself mm. because the facts of people ready to be here for you are there, you know. Mm. And your mum, exactly as Lorna said, it would be lovely to hear, but she would just be thriving in being able to be there for you. Yeah, yeah. I thriving think so. in it.
Mm. Mm. Just adore that. Mm. Adore it. Because that's what humans want to be. They want to connect. Yeah. So that's like, and that doesn't mean just by. Yeah, they want to be able to give. So true. Humans want to help. It's just somehow we fucking lost the idea of it in community. But yeah, we've got to be more honest and open and vulnerable. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. Mm. It is interesting to say it out loud and step back from it and go, oh, well, that's actually quite simple. If you want people to be there for you, you actually have to let them be there. Or just tell them yeah. what yeah. you want. Yeah. Can you do this or can you come with me to the toilet? <laughs> I can, I'm not letting that go. There was any... <laughs> I'm not letting it go. There was an instance the other night we were out for a friend's birthday and um, it was just the first night that I'd been in a social situation on my own and it just Mm. felt, I just felt so weird and uncomfortable and I just had a few tears in the loo and then had told, Stace was there, told her after and she's like, why the fuck did you not tell me? Why did you go to the toilet and have a cry by yourself? It doesn't make any sense. All it would mean is I would put my drink down and stop rambling my tipsy drunk voice around the fucking party. <laughs> I would have walked with you to the toilet. Mm. You would have told me things I already know. And then I would have given you a hug and let you know this is going to be one of those nights. It's going to be a first. And that's yeah. it. You just wouldn't mm. have been alone. Nothing On else would have changed. Recovery. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Nothing. Mm. So if you're feeling like Merce listening to this, think, just hear from me, the other friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're very happy to walk to the toilet with you. We're very happy to answer the phone. We're very happy to have you sleep in our bed, the next room, or the couch. You know, like, mm. stop it, everyone. If you would do it for them. You know, just put yourself in their shoes. You would do it for your friends. It's true. So why yeah. would it be different the other way around? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, and you yeah. would want to think that your friends would be able to tell you when they were going through something difficult or something hard. You know, like... Who's your bestie, Lorna Jane? Yeah, I was going to say, oh, what, what, what side do you struggle with? The accepting or the opposite? Um, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit like you. I'm, I'm one of those people who thinks that I need to show that I've got it all together. Yeah, don't um, worry. I was like that too until probably about yeah. a year ago, maybe, I mm, reckon. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, I have a couple of really great friends, one that I went to school with and one that I, that I met later on in life, and they're both a little bit different so they play different roles in your life so that's weird too like I'm thinking gosh do I allow them to have different roles in my life you know it's really mm. weird or do they do they dictate that mm. but you know one of my friends is completely like you trust too many people and you're too vulnerable and you need to watch out for that person and all those sorts of things you know like um so she watches out for me and I think I watch out for my other friend it's, yeah it's that's we do nice. have roles mm, yeah. yeah that is nice the, ro- the yeah you don't want to have no roles that's kind of I like that I like that. I reckon I've got that mm. with two of my besties mm. too. Yeah, that you all complement each other and then work in ways. Yeah, and then you go out for dinner and you all don't even need to talk about the menu because you all just want it. You all get it. Mm. So easy. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact that you cannot see them for ages and, and then it's you pick up and it's like you saw them yesterday. You know what I mean? I just love that sort of feeling with someone, you know. Oh, it's... And, and you're laughing with them and, and while you're laughing with them, you're just looking at them thinking, gosh, I love you. You know, like you just love them so much. You like bubble over with it. It's, it's so amazing. But now I'm thinking about it. I don't know what to tell them when I'm feeling like that. So I'm learning something. You just say love you, which is the title of your new book. Oh, there you go. Got it in there. Yeah. Very nice, isn't it? I've got it in there. <laughs> <laughs> now I've plugged it for you. Don't worry. It's worked in beautifully with your heartfelt content, Lorna. <laughs> so this, so that's with your hashtag authenticity. So that's your new book. We've got our hot little hands on a digital copy, but is that coming out soon? I don't have the actual date of when it's hitting the the stores for other plebs that aren't us. Jokes. <laughs> In Australia, yes, you're the chosen few. Um, in Australia, it launched this week. 
So okay, okay, brilliant. In Lorna Jane stores and on LornaJane.com now. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's hot off the press and it's pretty exciting. I think it's a, a really relevant message. So um, and something that I feel really strongly about. Uh, I've just I'm just flicking through the uh, e, yeah the online copy as you're talking and. This could not be any truer. Fall in love with yourself first is one of the first quotes that I've seen, which is very important. So I just got goosebumps. Yeah, amazing. It is a lesson I live yeah. by big yeah. time. Yeah, I think that everything good in life starts with how you think and feel about yourself, you know. Yeah. So if you don't have self-love, self-belief, self-confidence, it's really hard to move forward in life, you know. So um, the reason I wrote the book, which, you know, I never really plan a book, which is I've written five, so you think, of course, sure, you know, but it's true. I don't really, I only write when I have something to say. And I do a schools program where I go around and talk to young girls with my team and we talk about self-love and self-confidence and how important it is to take care of yourself. And it was only while I was doing that that I saw how much it resonated with these young girls, but also the teachers and parents that would come along and listen. So I just started writing and that's how the book started. So it was really like a happy accident because... I just thought this is a message that I think I can talk more about, you know. Well, that's how it should come. That's how all things should come up naturally. It's been such a pleasure Mm -hmm. speaking to you. And you lived up to all of the intro, honestly. You were a ray of sunshine (laughs) the second you said hello. Um, If you do want to check out any other info. Yeah, lornajane.com.au is a place to do that. Or LJ Clarkson on Insta. Uh, Lorna Jane, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real treat. Thank you. I loved it. Oh, Woo! we loved it Woo! too. Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find our other episodes. Hit the listen tab uh, and you can stream from there or, of course, iTunes and now Spotify. Bye, Chicky. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye Lorna. Bye. Bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram or thethinkergirls.com.au. Podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.